Hello, everyone. Welcome to 90s Court. What up? My name is Andy Clodfilter. I'm, I'm Lisa. I used to go as Lisa Bobisa in high school, which I'm looking back with such heavy cringe now. What? Now that I, I, have, I just said it out loud and it hurt my whole brain to say it. So you were just part of the banana fana fofanny thing? <laughs> yeah, because I, I always like, uh, let me tell you something right now, though. When you have kids, playing the name game is extremely important for naming kids because I always wanted a daughter named Celeste. And guess what name isn't so good in the name game? Rick. Celeste. No, Celeste. Well, oh, molest. <laughs> yeah, you get molested. And I was like, ooh. Oh, I do not no. have a daughter named Celeste. So anyway, <laughs> hi. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back uh, to episode 35 of We're 90s doing this. Court. Um, hey, gang, guess what? Today's a what special up? episode. Um, we mentioned last week that we had a little bit of a surprise for our patrons. Ooh. And uh, for those of you who were uh, vigilant and hopped in early, um, I, I do apologize. At least one person hopped in a little late. Um, we will certainly look into those some of these suggestions, though, for future episodes, um, as I'm sure we'll do this again. But we allowed our patrons this week to suggest topics for this week's podcast, and we chose one of them that we're going to be featuring on this episode. So if, you, if you're the one who suggested it, you know that this is yours. <laughs> <laughs> so. And if you weren't. Don't worry about it. They were all really. Can I can I give a special shout out to the one that really like <laughs> I've been Fucking, laughing at and cringing. Yeah. Someone suggested Andy's child uh, broken childhood <laughs> dreams version or shattered childhood. I, yeah, childhood dreams. My response to that was I was yeah. like, you're you're gonna need four hours at least for that. So. And and mine mine is still an ongoing issue in my life. Like yeah. my mine mine is something I'm still pursuing to this day, and I haven't done it yet. And I'm like, it's too soon. I'm still super triggered, and I'm 34 <laughs> years old. Like it's like I'm not ready for this yeah. right now. I I kind of looked so. at it. I was like, ah, did I have childhood dreams, or was I just kind of flying by the seat of my pants from Jump Street? Um, there so, it is. So, um, but yeah, how was your week, Lisa? Anything cool? Um, oh, uh, mm, I I went. Oh. I had the biggest storm chase on Wednesday, oh. 550 miles alone. Holy shit. Yeah, alone. that was the one. I think I messaged you about something randomly, and you were like, I'm on a storm chase. And I'm like, that's fine. I was like, yep, can't talk. Driving through a torrential downpour. Um, Yeah, uh, still didn't see one, and that's nothing to do with the shattered childhood dreams. That's fine. It's totally cool. So cool. Childhood, but... shattered, shattered adulthood dreams, too. So well, Yeah, it's it's continuing on. That's why I'm like, I'm wicked mega hella triggered. So, yeah. um, But it was fun. I mean, it's it's almost May, right? So yeah. May equals, like, it's go time. So Yeah. I'm I'm well. How are you, Andy? Good. Um, How's your island? <laughs> well, this, my island's pretty rocking. Um, added a few <laughs> new features. My uh, I think that it rained so much this week in the game. Which let me say this: I think it's neat and cool that they can have the, the weather reflect almost exactly what the weather is here at that given time. Oh yeah. But like when it's raining outside, I I don't want it to be raining in this game. I want an escape, not <laughs> just like yep, yeah, it's raining here too. All my bugs oh, this are place gone. too. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. But no, it was it was super foggy one morning and I logged on the game and it was also foggy there and I was like, that's creepy. So That's um, that's not nice. Yeah, they I needed crushed this. It. I needed a break. So yeah. um so yeah, so that um I did get <laughs> this is the ridiculous thing. I got a job offer at work today. I, I interviewed for a job a while ago. And, today? No, no, I'm sorry, not today. That'd be weird if it's Sunday. On Friday. Yeah. Okay. Um I thought about it and then I declined it. 
<laughs> Whoa. Yeah. What's it like to be such big boy status that you can get a job offer well, and say nothing? Before you give too much praise, a lot of it had to do with like just being like everything's kind of overwhelming and crazy right now and the work at home setup's really wild. So like taking on any additional responsibility seems insane. And like the day before they just announced that it was we were working at home extended till at least May thirtieth, which I, I'm sure it's gonna be longer than that. But so like yeah. just everything on top, I'm like, you know what? I'm good just doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> even if it's less money. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, good week on the whole. Um, and I will not talk more about Animal Crossing. So, um, we can do that offline. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we did want to quick give a quick shout out to Preston, um, one of our, our beloved patrons, um, for suggesting this week's episode, at least for the court case. Uh, I can give, tell you with 100% certainty he did not suggest our things that we're going to start with. That's true. Because That's all us. That's all original stuff. If 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 he had suggested this thing, I would be amazed, which is gonna be my segue into <laughs> my thing that I'm gonna talk right. about. Lisa knows I was I am more excited about this thing than I like I was like, I don't have a thing. And this was like two hours ago. I didn't have a thing yet. And then I was just looking around online at just different random stuff. So I was looking at toys, right? And weird okay. and wild toys. So I found a few things like there and we might cover some of these later, but there was some Weird cups that were made in the 90s, like for, for kids that were a little um, graphic and terrible. Um, so in that Ooh. same vein, I found something else that was an actual toy. Um, and it is, I guess let me ask you this. Let's start with a question first, Lisa. Okay. In the in the epic battle of balloon versus ball, which which side are you on? You mean like as as a plaything? Yes, Lisa. You got balls and you got balloons. What are you gonna? Which one are you gonna take? I'm gonna mm, balls because balls. I mean, balloons are rad as shit. Let's say, but like if they're, but you you, you lose your string, it's gone forever. You drop a ball, go pick it up, stupid. It's sure. that easy. Okay. It doesn't fly away into the light poles. So well, yeah. What if I told you, Lisa, that. In it was technically 1989 that this was invented, but it was pretty much popularized in the 90s and the commercials and everything were in the 90s. What if you could have a world where you didn't have to choose? <laughs> in a world, in a world balloons. where balloons and balls <laughs> existed, it's like I, it's like it's like the uh, Zootopia of <laughs> of balls <laughs> of round uh, items. I am intrigued. Mm-hmm. I am so intrigued. Also triggered. Intrigued. So let's go. What I'd like to discuss with you, and um, I'll be playing a sound clip for you here in just a moment, okay. is uh, a Milton Bradley invention in 1989 called the Balzac Balloon Ball. Mm, I don't know about that. The name of the brand is Balzac. That's not right. It's Balzac. It's and the, Balzac. Here's the You're ins- going to love here's, our Balzac. Here's the insane thing. I That's not saw it. No, no. Here's the other insane thing is that you're going to hear that and think, oh, this is some really obscure toy. No, you probably saw one of these and just at the age did not make the connection that it was totally just the word ball sack. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, and these were commercialized as fuck. So um, as I mentioned to Lisa before we got started, I found a commercial for this item that serendipitously, like like the gods were shining upon us, was 29 seconds long. Which, in the world of podcasts, means I can play the whole thing for you. Ta-da. So, here you are. Okay. Oh. 
What the? Okay, okay. So is this did you the hear thing that pretty well? Was that? Was I, that? I, no, I heard it so like too well, like upsettingly well. Too well. Um. So this is the. Okay, hold on. So, so is this the thing that you got inside? Let me explain to you what a Balzac balloon ball was. I hate it. So, there. It, basically, you <laughs> bought this flat, like thick cloth, like almost. It was like fucking like it was like almost like a bulletproof vest. It was just very tough, like outside exterior. And it had a hole in the top where you would take a large balloon, a very large balloon. They would actually sell, like, refills for Balzac balloons that were large enough for them. You would put the balloon into the ball, blow it up inside of the ball, and it would basically fill up to the size of the ball, you know. And then you would tie it off and then tuck it inside. And then it was just this super thick, durable hide on the outside with a balloon inside. The other cool thing was, like, you could put stuff in it, so you could, like, put water, a little bit of water in it, so it kind of, like, as you threw it, like, the force of it, like, the water would go to one side of the ball, and it would actually make it go faster and stuff, or um, you could put, like, coins in it or something like that, where it would be, like, you throw it, it'd bounce on the ground, and because of the stuff being inside of it, it would sometimes throw off its trajectory, so it would kind of make it, like, a little bit weirder and wackier. Um, so, yeah, it was, I mean, it was actually a pretty good invention on the whole. It's, like, a pretty cheap um, ball and and the main thing was was that it was basically like nearly indestructible. Like I said, the the thick outside of this thing was extremely tough. Um, so how big? How big did they get? Okay, so I'm seeing a picture of a kid in a soccer outfit, like holding one over her head. Is that how big they got? Um, so here's the thing: there's multiple sizes. So there was another you commercial like, you I like saw. Big balls, Zach. You got the big balls, Zach. So I'm gonna um, oh. I'm gonna play really quickly the other one where they introduced. Um, additional Balzac sizes. Um, That's right. We get more and more goodness. I want you to understand there is a large, a man in a ball, a giant Balzac outfit (sighs) wrapping. Of course. And then a tiny little one This is too much. And then there's a monster Balzac. I want you to know that is the the other one. Is there's a monster Balzac that is just horrifically massive, like just would destroy a child. So um, oh I'm gonna read up a, read a little bit on this product. So go for it. Go yes, for it. Yes, the real name of this toy is the Balzac balloon ball. It's sort of a cloth sack in which you'd put an inflatable balloon. Then you kick the thing around like a ball. The idea was that it was pretty much indestructible. Milton Bradley really went all out on this one. The commercials in the 90s were filled with kids running and jumping and smacking this ball around. You can smack it. You can whack it. Balzac was their jingle. Great. Um, it's neat. Basically, um, <laughs> let's see. So, bet you can't bust Balzac was at least somebody said at one point. So You're busting my balls, Yeah, Zach. so you don't bust it. So, yeah. So, I'm reading a few different things here. So... Um, yeah, and here's, I think it was a, a big pool toy, too, because it could also work in the pool. Um, okay. Yeah, so here's the thing. It's it's wild. And let's just say, just humor me a moment. Let's say you want to get a Balzac balloon on. You want to buy one for yourself today. I don't. Good news, family. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, well, bad news that one of the, the, <laughs> the giant balloon ball is sold out on Amazon. Um, there is a god. 
And let's see, there's some purchasing options, I think, for the smaller one. Um, I do want to share a photo with you at some point. I'm going to probably post it online of the Balzac packaging. There is one in particular I am looking at that is on sale right now on, on Amazon that it's a picture. The ball is in the middle, like of the packaging, and there's a picture of a kid in the background, maybe like 10, like 11 years old or 12 years old, and he has his tongue out, and it looks like he's licking the Balzac. Of course. Like, and Why by not? that, I mean it is literally, there's no other explanation for what he's doing except that he is licking the Balzac, and I don't understand <laughs> how that could I... possibly fly. Anywhere. I think I mean well some of the some of the slogans probably didn't go so well like come throat these Balzacs and like wow <laughs> put your hand down your pants and grab your Balzac it's, and like well that seems it felt like they're like I mean are they ever going to be in your pants like no but like they could they're in my pocket check out my my pocket Balzac we I just got need to so make sc- it's just more uh, scrotum based advertisements please advertisements yes so oh that is gosh. uh that's the Balzac so uh, what do you got Lisa. <laughs> Oh, got any boy. got any genitalia okay. related toys? May I guess in some ways you could potentially go that route, but I, I found it tremendously funny that uh your thing was close to mine because my thing also came out in 1989, and my thing is also a toy. <laughs> oh no! And my thing is let's see if it'll load. The... Fuck. No one wants to hear this. I'm stopping. Uh, um, they did keep Polly Pocket in a little, in those mini ones or whatever. It was like in a tiny little clam vagina. Tiny little clam vagina. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Polly Pocket. I'm talking about Polly Pocket. And let me tell you something. I'm dabbing right now. You can't see me, but I'm dabbing. Um, let me tell you something. I had Polly Pockets and they were rad. But this was like, as a parent now, I can't think of a more maddening product to give a child. Hey, Lisa. Um, what can up? you back up? I just wanted to explore the part where you said it was rad. It's rad. Explain to me what. Explain to me the rad part of it. Like what the when you played with part it? Of poly, because you, you, okay. Well, let me get into my thing. Okay, and sure. You'll know sure, why sure, sure, sure. Right, sorry, right, go right, here we go. Because I, because I, I, I got notes, my friend. Polly Pocket was. A, let's do some backstory. It was created by a dude named Chris Wiggs in 1983 for his daughter Kate, and he took this old makeup powder compact and fashioned a small toy house for a tiny doll inside. Um, mm-hmm. and so. What's rad about this is like you could take your favorite toy with you in the car. And so like if you had let's say like your favorite toy at home was something like a Barbie Barbie Dream House. Well, you can't take your Barbie Dream House in the car. Watch but <laughs> you don't know my life. I have yeah. a station wagon with no seat belts in the back. Hell yes. And it's just me and my <laughs> Barbie doll dream house just rolling in the back. Watching over. the back, seeing what's going on back there. <laughs> Oh, do you miss the? I I kind of miss the days of. It is wild to me that nobody like I. I'm wondering if it was a safety hazard or what it was, but like the fact that they have made like no vehicle. I'm sure somebody will say, well, technically they made a vehicle. Like if there were any vehicles that still have back facing seating, like on there, like even for like an SUV. Yeah, like they would face the back. Yeah, you'd sit in the back and you would face out the back window. It was insane. And I can't imagine how uncomfortable that'd be for the person behind them driving, like just watching these fucking snotty kids just looking right at you. I'd hate it. I'd hate that shit uh-huh. so much. Hate, so, so okay. 
you can't take your Barbie dream house in the car, but you can open up this little clamshell and you've got a bedroom, a little doll, places for her to stand and do weird shit and things that move and maybe something that has a light because you need you need something that has a light, right? What are you going to do with your AAA battery? Stick it in a poly pocket, okay? So the problem with this, though, is that like if you got in the car and you dropped this shit, all those little small pieces would just oh, go into the floorboard no. and just be gone forever. Or like if you were, if let's say you were young and like really young, like uh-huh. still in a in a car seat young, uh-huh. that shit's just like four minutes into the, you know, six hour long car ride, Polly Pocket's on the floorboard and mom's like, I'm not getting that. And dad's like, I'm not getting that to the next rest stop. And you're just screaming as so a here's kid because your so pocket's You just said that, that dad will get it, but just not to the next rest stop. And mom just won't get it at all. That's me. I'm the mom. I won't get it. I was like, fuck you. You should have left Polly Pocket at home. Like, That's I cool of dad to help to. out, though, at least at the next rest area. I'm, I'm talking exactly how things go in this uh-huh. house. So sure. I'm very punishing in that regard. So uh, Bluebird Toys of Swindon, England, ended up licensing, licensing the concept from Mr. Wiggs. And the first retail version of Polly Pocket hit the shelves in 1989. And then Mattel ended up creating a distribution arrangement with Bluebird Toys and started selling them themselves in the early 1990s. And they were awesome because they were like clamshell shaped or like clamshell heart shaped designs, mostly heart shaped, mm-hmm. uh, maybe stars or something like that. I see there's, yeah, hearts could, and clams. Yeah. Yeah. So And so you could open them up and there would be like, typically it would be like the top part of the clamshell would be maybe her house, her apartment. Um, there were some that were schools. And so the school part was up top. And then the lower part of the Ew. clamshell would be like the out there, outdoor area. So like... Um, a playground or who wants to pretend um, to be at school someone who fucking really loves school i know some of my friends uh, kids are like so gung-ho about school it's like i want to be at school forever actually you know what right now probably like homeschool kids are probably like fucking take me to Polly pocket land i will go to Polly pocket land please for the love of I god bully let me go to pocket school i want to bully some kids <laughs> so so let's say Polly herself used to have like the original one she had like a flippy hairdo kind of like a 60s housewife 50s housewife maybe and she was cute and they only bent at the waist and so they eventually got an upgrade but like 90s poly pocket was the best poly pocket Mm. and they seem to have like yeah like i said most of most of the time the fun stuff was up top and then like the outdoor stuff was on the bottom typically but they had like i said lights and like zoo animals and things like that um i actually watched like a uh a, a vintage Polly Pocket collector's video on YouTube and she was going through some of them and I recognized one I had and I immediately had the like, <gasps> like, <gasps> I haven't seen that in 20 or night way over 20 years. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. It's <coughs> weird to it's think like, that you were a teenager 20 years ago. <laughs> 14 years old listening to corn and playing with Polly Pocket. Oh, shit. That's not, that's not wrong. Something was um, cute. Something, yeah, something didn't happen, right? So sometimes the clamshell was a fucking purse, Andy. And you'd be like, hey, guess what's in my purse, you losers? Guess what? It's fucking Polly Pocket. And her entire universe is just bouncing on my shoulder while I'm I have a collection of slaves in my purse. So what's Don't up? worry about it. I'm God. It's totally rad. <laughs> Chill out. So it, like I said, it, was, it wasn't always fun in games, though, because sometimes, even though they had, like, little locations for you to set Polly or her friends in inside Polly Pocket Sweatshop. Yeah, or, or like just a place that they could sit, right? You open it up, guess what? Sometimes they got they came out of their locations while you were, you know, in transit or something. So you open it up and it looks like a fucking murder scene in yep. there. <laughs> like bodies just strewn about, like maybe some kind of home invasion gone wrong. Like 
like what was that movie with Liv Tyler? Like the out the uh the others? No, not the others. Nope. Shit. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Oh shit. The home invasion movie with Liv Tyler. Oh Whatever. Liv Tyler, Someone... uh Lord of the Rings? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> like That's not the one it. movie with Liv Tyler that I know. I'll look it up later on break and I'll come back after break with the information, but someone's shouting it and just like definitely mad at you for Lord of the Rings. You're welcome. So, so um, let's say the dolls were literally less than an inch tall at the beginning of the Polly Pocket life cycle. So they were itty, but it's like, like if you look at the commercials, they show these like giant hands playing like two fingers holding Polly. It's like if you blinked at her, if you sneezed, she just went away forever. That was gone. Oh, no. She would just go away. She's too small. So, sadly, in 1998, Mattel redesigned Polly Pocket, making her larger and more lifelike, giving her, you know, a ponytail instead of the flippy hairdo. And that's fine, I guess. But sure. they also brought out Fashion Polly in 1999, which were now nearly quadruple the original size at three and, a th- uh, three, and three quarter inches tall, like fucking Amazons <laughs> at this point, Holy right? Shit. So, uh, Mattel abandoned the smaller Polly Pockets in 2002 for the larger fashion doll only concept, which is bullshit in my opinion. Um, and I would say my discussion of Polly Pocket stops there, except for the fact that I didn't know about what they did in 2010, which was they Mattel relaunched Polly Polly dolls. Oh, dolls. <laughs> the, Poly dolls, yeah, they're 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 bigger, and and they made you know they've just slowly over time been making their body parts bigger, right? So like now they're Boobs. more reasonably shaped. But along with this 2010 relaunch, Poly dolls introduced cutants, cutants, okay, cutants, mutants with a C, cutants. What? Cutants. Like cutants. Teenage cutant ninja turtles. Exactly. And they are, quote unquote, inanimate animal hybrids. And Andy, I looked this up and let me tell you that some of these cutants include a water droplet that has feet and winks at you. Uh, there's a hamburger that has a pig nose. No. Four legs and it has a strained, like, kill me eyes. Holy shit. Um, there's a tiger cane, which is just a red and white candy cane with some eyes at the end of it and, like, four little dumpy feet. There appears and to be a snail made of ice cream. Sure. Why not? And there was a and, and the worst one I saw was like a mutant guitar, but he was blue with like a leopard print. And again, he is winking kill at me. me. And it's just like, why? Oh, that one's not why? one of the kill me ones. That's one of the ones that's like, I'm gonna do terrible things to you. I'm going to when Try you go to me. bed. This cutant is coming alive. Yeah, call the police. I dare you. I'm sure they'll believe you when you say that a mutant guitar came to. <laughs> Yeah. Take advantage Go of ahead. You. Sure. Go ahead, Liv Tyler. Call the cops. It's me. Lisa. I'm the home invader. What up? Okay. I, I'm going to wait till you're done, but I, I need to ask you about something and know if you looked this up or saw this when you were sure, looking through Polly it. Pockets. I'm done. Did you see the Pokemon ones? No. Let me, before before you look, look anything up, let me tell you okay. this. In 1997, okay. Pokemon Tomy Nintendo uh, Marvel Polly Pocket Compacts, there are three no. different ones. Um, let me see. One of them is Lapras. So it's like you open it up and it's a big Lapras land. Now you'd think that's pretty cool. That's probably as good as it's going to get. Nay, Raichu. Where? I don't How know. Do I, I looked it there? up. You just, I looked it up. Raichu. And this, at least this one that I just typed in and searched on Etsy, there's a, you can get three compacts. One of them is a Raichu one that they have. No. It's not way. as festive and cool as the other ones, but you open it up and there's... Like a like a big Pokemon shaped building and like oh. 
grass and but wait, stuff. Wait, but where are the actual doll? Oh, there's the other yeah, Lapras. And there's okay. It says there's, Raichu, but I don't see Raichu in it. There's a right. He's on the. He's on one of the outsides. Okay. But that's it. Well, fuck. That's not cool. Maybe the person who made this has maybe failed utterly at doing things. There. It says ships worldwide from Waterloo, Canada. You can't trust Canadians. We've we've established. <laughs> You've done that. this for the last time, Canada. Yeah. You got me again. Like, the one with Raichu on the outside. It doesn't look like it opens up to anything. It just looks like it just has like an old phone dial inside of it. <laughs> yeah. So, well, anyways, just needed to check pocket. on that, but that's that's good. I just sorry that was my uh, I look at a lot of things while you're talking sometimes, and that happened. I stumbled upon that. that so good um, find. Yeah, thank you. So thank you for your thing. Um, mm-hmm. Do want to give a quick shout out uh, to our newest juror, our patron um, at the uh, the one dollar level, and of course you guys can anybody out there can subscribe um, on our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash90sCourt. Uh, to our newest juror and longtime resident Twitter analyst, Buffalo Phil, um, who uh, who hopped in there. Uh, so thank you, Phil. I uh, appreciate it and always appreciate your patronage um, to listening to our podcast and glad to have you aboard the juror team. So Yes, now you can razz me on Patreon <laughs> as much as you razz me on Twitter. Oh, Razzed you. Um, so... Anyways, um, it's good. It's good. We hey, we appreciate all the patrons. Yeah, you Patreonists. guys are all rad. Patreones. So, um, what do you say we take a break and then come back with that court case? We got we got a sweet sweet court case coming up. Yes, Let's do it. Do. Okay, I'm ready. Adios. All right, see ya. Hello, everybody. Welcome back from the break. Hope you all enjoyed yourselves listening to the sultry tones of Lisa Monahan talking to you about Anchor. <laughs> And, I guess uh, forever. Um, yeah, and unless unless in like you know, like by the time you're listening to this, a long time from now, we have like other sponsors that are not just the place where we record our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, so, can I interject real quick? The yeah. name of the movie was The Strangers. The Strangers. The Strangers. A movie I haven't seen. It's gnarly. Okay. Gnarly. Good. Recommend. I recommend it though. Cool. I, I I'm not a big scary movie fan. That's a good one. That one's super unsettling. Sure. But anyway, that's my thing. Another good movie, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, okay. polls. Um, so, we wanted to talk to you briefly about the polls from last week. So, listen, gang. Um, I have no qualms reading this because I represented a case that I didn't strongly believe in just because one of us had to. <laughs> it's so, like a public defender. Yeah, I was definitely a public defender who the guy just said, I'm guilty. And I'm like, well, we want to get you the best possible results, so we're not going to go with that. Um, so, um, <laughs> so ants versus a bug's life. Um, I wrote down a bug's light, um, which is a beverage, apparently <laughs> a bug's there light. It is. Um, Facebook <laughs> was not having it at all. Uh, a bug's life was victorious against ants. 82% to 18%. Youch. That's one of the worst. What, yeah. Wait, was, was Pete and Pete like less than that? I feel like Pete and Pete was like about that. I think it was about 18 actually. So probably close. Mm-hmm. Um, Screech versus Urkel, probably similar as well. Um, yeah. Twitter um, was a little bit more favorable. I guess there's a few more fans of Ants or of, you know, the actors in that one. So uh, they gave A Bug's Life a nod, though, still 70% to 30%. So that's a little bit more uh, palatable <laughs> than uh, than 82 to 18. So, um, and here's the thing. if I, I just think, like, I voted for Ants in both of those just because I had to, but, like, if it came down to it and it was like everybody against me, I would switch my vote to the one I believed in. Like, 
just to get, yeah. so we could have our first ever 100 to zero. Like, cause, uh, listen, like we, we put up, we put forth some pretty good court cases that match up pretty well. Um, this one was more like, hey, they make sense together because they came out back to back and everything. Sometimes yeah. it's just, hey, we just want two that'll match up together well as far as popularity. This one was clearly one that it was just they were similar topics and they came out a month apart. So, boom. Um, so I think, um, you know what? It sucks because like something didn't just come across my desk because like we got it via Patreon. So. Um, something just came across Patreon. Why you make Patreon sound like a sleepy, sleepy? No, I mean like because I, I it wasn't. <laughs> I realized I was like, there's no legitimate way for me to say something came no. across my desk because like obviously I just had it. I even mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Preston. Thank this you, This wonderful Preston. case. We picked one of your like four, 47 suggestions. That you he gave had us. some good ones. Yeah, he they did. all had some really good ones. Yeah. But that, yeah, his, there, yeah. And again, we have a huge list that we choose from, mm-hmm. you know, on a, on a week to week basis because we have a lot. Yeah. Just like we just like to save some of the golden nuggets for you know a rainy day. But when you guys come out swinging, yeah, we take that punch. And I think I think the thing about this one was that we've covered a lot of movies and TV. Like we like to do maybe like every other one movie TV or whatever. Like something else movie TV something else movie tv like that kind of a a thing so like we wanted Mm -hmm. to mix it up and do something band related so this was one that kind of uh was one we hadn't really thought of um and we're like huh that sounds pretty good so uh so lisa why don't you tell them what we got going um just a little something Mm. Mm. well i guess i'm supposed to introduce the court case first (laughs) sorry we're gonna be doing the goo goo dolls versus oasis no, it's just it's just that song. It's, it's just the that whole song. Court it's case. Just, there, we're done. Is this Have a good great week, not? everyone. <laughs> um, okay, we're doing the Goo Goo Dolls versus Oasis, which I have to say, that's a pretty good matchup. That's mm-hmm. a really good matchup because both were like what powerhouses of the '90s in terms of like alt rock. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Ways, I mean, so. uh, one of them was much bigger, but that was largely because it was international. It was international. Like I think, but you know, but one of them was a much more popular and was very popular in America, I will say. And the other one was pretty much an international fucking like smash hit. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to say which I, one's which though. Yeah. 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 We'll leave that up to you guys mm-hmm. to decide. Uh, so I am representing the Goo Goo Dolls. And, and I'm representing so, Oasis. There it is. Boom. I'm going to go ahead and get started on my court case. Okay. We're trying to give it. Is it going to okay. play? Goodbye. Yes. I just want you to know who I am. So, listen. I was like, sure, I don't like Oasis. I mean, I like Oasis. I have respect for Oasis. Let me say it like that. I have respect okay. for Oasis. I <laughs> tolerate them. I would not say I like the Goo Goo Dolls, but I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw on Dizzy at the girl because like, whatever. I actually really liked that album. I was like, damn it. I like Goo Goo Dolls. I didn't even know it. Oh, oh no. So, oh no. I like the thing I'm defending. We're growing oh, as people. No. <laughs> We're growing as people. Um, did you have any fucking clue, Andy, that the Goo Goo Dolls formed in 1986? What the fuck? We, we were one. We were one we when they one started doing We were one years old. We were one to the year old. Scope it. Um, where's Goo Goo? Okay, there it goes. Sorry. 
I lost my notes there for a second. Um, do, 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 do. So, also, did you know that their most famous album, Dizzy Up the Girl, was their fucking sixth album? Holy shit. Hold on. Yeah. There's a lot to learn here. There's so much to learn about the Goo Dolls. I mean, it was 11 years after they formed, so. Yeah, but I just, those those were things I didn't know. No, so I was crazy. like, Dizzy Up the Girl, gotta be album number one. No, dog, number six. All right. Did you know that their guitarist so, and vocalist has two Zs and very close, <laughs> very close yes. to one so of the other? So let's get started. They started in Buffalo, New York, and the roster includes Johnny, I'm gonna say it's Go Rezesnik. Rezesnik. He's sure. the guitarist slash vocalist. Robbie Takak, Takak. Sure. Nailed it. He's the bassist, also vocalist. This mm-hmm. is a whole thing. By the way, he's also a vocalist. This is a thing, Andy. A lot We're going to come back to this. And Mike Malinin, Mal- Malinin on drums uh, from 94 to 2013. Mm-hmm. And prior to this, it was a dude named George Tatuska. Tatuska. Um, so I'm going to come out swinging right off that. Because like, I, li- I know you and I like to save some of the big nuggets for the end of our court cases. I'm going to come out swinging. The Goo Goo Dolls' original band name was the Sex Maggots. I'm okay. When 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 was this a thing? When did this, this was, happen? This was when they were getting getting their their. I, I would probably say this was like what in the eighty six eighty seven something like that because they were the the story behind this is they were called the Sex Maggots, but a promoter refused to book them under that yep. name. He was like, "No dog," and they were like, "Okay, well, we're gonna be called the Goo Goo Dolls." And the Goo Goo Dolls name came from an ad in a magazine called True Detective, not the HBO series. I guess just a magazine <laughs> called True Detective. And and uh, Rezesnik said, quote unquote, we had a gig that night and needed a name. It's the best we came up with. And for some reason it stuck. If I had had five more minutes, I definitely would have picked a better name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah. So, so Johnny was reading this insane fucking magazine. Like, what... Wait, where do you like? Why were you reading this magazine about <laughs> detectives, why not? Johnny? Why were you named the Sex Maggots to begin with? Why did you get yourself into this situation, Johnny Goo Goo? Wouldn't why it be great happen? if they just the the story of the Goo Goo Dolls was that they never formed because like they just refused to change their name and then were never booked by anyone? Exactly. They're like, no, we're the Sex Maggots forever. So, okay, the band is obviously known for its larger hits like Iris from the City of Angels soundtrack, mm-hmm. Name, Slide, and Black Balloon. But if you're not a hardcore oh, Goo Goo Dolls slide. fan, which I would like to call a Goo Goo Head, um, then you may not know, like I did not know, that they have a second vocalist who is actually the primary vocalist for a long time named Robbie Takak. That's the guy I was talking about mm-hmm. who, I'm sorry, dude has a wicked bad voice. I'm sorry, Robbie. And you know why? It shows because not one of their singles, not one of their hits ever had oh. Robbie as the vocalist. Can you imagine being like, I'm also the vocalist and be like, mm. like but are you every single we have are has nothing though? to do with you. So yeah, are you? Are you though? So um, <laughs> their, their first album titled Goo Goo Dolls came out in 1987. We were two. They're two mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and they spent their first few years touring in the underground punk scene, Andy. Punk underground scene. what's it? Punk? But punk, yeah. But they were punk? opening for bands like like Bad Religion, Motorhead. There was a band Misfits. called Gang Green. <laughs> Good. Gang Green. Gang. That's how that's. Gang Green. Green. That's a, that's. I got to say, I like that one. Um, so their early original sound is very punk, very hard, very what the because you would not recognize any of their original stuff as the Goo Goo Dolls that you know from the radio. 
listening to it, I was taken back to my freshman year of college where all I did was gain 40 pounds and listen and play Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4. And you know, the soundtrack to that is like, you know, really hard and punk driving. Sometimes and like, I want to throw it all away. I guess. Yeah. Trying that sounds sleep. right. I lost count of sheep. I, I know it's, the exact song that is on fucking Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Get out of my get out yeah. of my house. Well, I'm, I'm talking. I'm, th- I'm thinking. I specifically played Pro Skater Four. That oh, was my jam. Well. So I don't know if that was the same one. But I'm saying. But like that kind of scene of music. That's exactly what early Goo Goo Dolls sounds like. Which is so weird. Mm-hmm. If you're coming at this from you know Iris and Black Balloon and stuff like that. So um, they. Uh, their second album was called Jed, and it landed like a hot wet turd in 1989. Oh. And it features such hits hits as "Up Yours" and a throwback song titled "Sex Maggot." I guess just to pay You're homage like, we, to their original we band name. We can't keep the name, but we're gonna fucking use it still because it's so good. It's man, I don't know imagine why being so attached to that terrible fucking name that they're like, we need to use this somewhere forever this is where we are forever it's like you can let go it's like no hear me out no way jose like explain so thir- me, what is a sex maggot supposed to be like I'm, i don't want to know i don't want to know andy like is it maggots know. boning or is it like during intercourse for humans the maggots are like let me get in there <laughs> i don't know continue andy. i'm sorry i i like i i, I thought about it for a second out. no i thought about it for a second i was like that's enough yeah that's we're good. you've given enough thought to this and you, may you never revisit this and ever again <laughs> in your so life when this court case a is over a million percent more than anyone should think on the topic of sex maggots Ab- absolutely their third album hold me up broke mm-hmm. absolutely zero records wow. in 1990 and then <laughs> in 1993 they released Superstar Car Wash. So you like like what is what's going on? <laughs> what a what's cool happening? Name. What's happening? Well, that's one way to say. One of the tracks on this album made it on the soundtrack for Polly Shore's film Son-in-Law, Thank which God. kind of yeah, man, you know you're big time when you get on the soundtrack for a Polly Shore movie. Big Kemp and Polly Shore. Yo, you made it, baby. So that helped them kind of break into the scene and then once they let go of old drummer Tatuska they replaced him with that melanin dude and they started touring religiously. And like, once they got rid of the old drummer, they're like, man, that guy was dead weight. Wow. And they turned a corner and the Goo Goo Dolls were like born as you know them. Right. And so they released a boy named Goo. Gosh, this is terrible. In 1995. And it is held as a boy named Goo. A boy named Goo? A boy named Goo. Okay. A boy named (laughs) Goo. Continue. Old Johnny Goo over there. Um, it's held as it's it's apparently held as one of the most successful alt rock albums of the mid nineties. Uh, and name was the main single from that. No one no one go name. All right, that's enough. That's of that. really good. It was really like I nailed it so hard, mm-hmm. so well. Um, so just to let you know how confusing this era is as a non Goo Goo head. On A Boy Named Goo, tracks 2, 5, 8, 10, and 13 are sung by Robbie Takak and uh-huh. not Johnny Goo Goo himself, which, uh-huh. which listening to is like, what is going on? Because like half the albums, you're like, this is the voice, or like half the album, you're yeah, like, I know this voice, like this different is Johnny. Yeah, thing, yeah. And it's just like, why, is, why does the lead singer sound bad? <laughs> why is he not good at this I was anymore? really liking this, and then all of a sudden, it just started being bad, and I can't it put my finger on it. Bad. So, and those are, sadly, the songs sing, sung by Takak. And look, I'm sorry. I've never been a recording musician. It's easy for me to throw shade at some dude. But like, dog, I'm sorry. The songs suck. 
They suck. <laughs> They're really bad. And that's why all the ones without Resesnik were not singles, like never. So they had some legal battles, unfortunately, um, when they and that and during this time and that meant they switched from their record label of metal blade to warner brothers records and immediately went like full love ballad hit monster machine um and that's when dizzy up the girl was released uh and it came it came to be in 1998 and it was four times platinum certified and had the insane hits of slide and broadway and dizzy and black balloon and of course iris i don't want the i'm stopping it's an amazing amazing songs it's like okay, here's the thing. I, I I was talking so much shit about this album on Friday, and then I was like, I don't know, I'll have some like, I'll have a cocktail and listen to this album. And I was like, this is not that bad, except for the Takak album or Takak songs. So, because again, even on Dizzy Up the Girl, the lead singer is not Resesnik on tracks four, seven, nine, and twelve. They're Takak, and With I'm singles. sorry, all those songs suck. They mm-hmm. suck. The songs that aren't Resesnik, they suck. I'm sorry, dude. So. Whatever the case is, Iris was on the City of Angels soundtrack and spent four weeks at number one on the Billboard Pop Songs chart and was on the top of the Billboard, man, this is tough to say, top of the Billboard Hot 100 Airplay charts for a record-breaking 18 weeks. 18 weeks. So, And then the Goos went on to replace or to release uh, many more albums that nobody knows, like Gutterflower in 2002, Let Love In in 2006, Something In, wait, Something for the Rest of Us in 2010, Magnetic in 2013, Boxes in 2016, and even apparently in, ni- in 2019, they released Miracle Pill. Hell yes. So got that. They shit just kept going. They've, they've the released, time. at this point, I don't know if you lost count, but that was 39 albums. So I, many albums. I'm gonna I'm gonna shock you. I did lose count. <laughs> you did lose count. I did the math for you, Andy. It's 57 albums that they've released. Imagine okay. imagine releasing 38 albums that basically just no one gave a fuck about. They're like, play Iris. He's like, son of a bitch. And then Takak is in the background, like, does anybody want to hear my stuff? I'm like, fuck no, you we don't. So hard. Sit down, play the bass, or go home. Please. So I also want to say it's important to note that the Goo Goo Dolls received their own fucking day in Buffalo, New York. And that day is July 4th, 2004. And just like, like, hey, I think something else kind of big happens on July 4th in America. But like, you're wrong. The only thing that matters is the goo. Why? Like, so, yeah, of all days, like just like put it on any other day. There's no reason for it to be on the 4th of July. Yeah. And and. I guess that's when it was. They're like, yeah, we're going to share this with the the nation's birthday. It's like, man. In lieu of fireworks this year, we'll be presenting just the Goo Goo Dolls playing on loudspeakers all around the city. <laughs> yeah. We're going to play. We're going to play only only the Takak tracks. Takak <laughs> tracks. All day. Takak tracks. Oh, oh boy. Um. Here's the thing, like I looked up as much as I could for like trivia and little one-off notes for the Goo Goo Dolls, and there really wasn't a whole lot that was like, oh, that's important to share. But the but like the Goo Goo Dolls, man, they started off as a fucking punk band, Andy. Mm-hmm. Makes no it's evolution. Sense. It's evolution, baby. They evolved just like we do. Remember when I we guess. remember when I evolved? I've never earlier? been well, no, that's not true. I was kind of punk, so I I would hope someone looking at me from an earlier phase of my life to now would be like, you've done better for yourself, girl. As opposed to being like, I liked you better when it was all Takak tracks. Yeah, we need more. <laughs> the Takak tracks of your life. Can you bring back the Takak track 
personality that you oh. used to have? No, no one wants that. No one wants Lisa mm. Bobisa back. I don't want Lisa Bobisa, Lisa back. Bobisa. That rests my case on the Goo Goo Dolls. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be uh, taking us overseas to the wonderful land of the United Kingdom, particularly Manchester. Is that what you call it? Manchester, England. Um, okay. Where, I was wondering how long it was going to take for you to drop the accent. <laughs> um, 90, in 1991 in Manchester, Oasis formed. Now, I will say this. There's not a lot of details about the formation because evidently, so they had basically been in a band before this whole thing. They were in a, a band called The Rain. Um, the Rain? Yeah. Um, and okay. it featured a lot right. of the same members. And then they added um, uh, one additional member. And that's how they formed this band. So, um, if you're not familiar with Oasis, there's a few different songs that I could play for you right now that are just fucking, like, just make your body just, like, melt um, in the best way possible. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to play at least just a brief sample of at least one of those songs. Okay. Okay, so here's Can the I thing. say, if you, if you yeah. didn't say Champagne Supernova in the Super- sky, like when you were singing it yourself like they did, then uh-huh. you're not a real Oasis fan. Supernova in the sky. It's true. <laughs> yeah, but here's Listen the thing. Listen to it on a Tuesday. A Tuesday. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be talking about Oasis, the greatest British band since the Beatles. Um, that's a joke. That's not true. Um, that's not true. <laughs> a million good <laughs> British fans. But here's the yeah. thing. The Oasis was, here's the thing, I love their music, watching their videos makes me cringe because it is so clear that they stole everything from the Beatles, like not, not like their music, their music style is a little bit, is different and stuff like that, but like the clothes they wore, the sunglasses they wore, their whole vibe, everything was just screaming like, hey, this is the Beatles of the 90s, Um, Mm -hmm. but that being said, they, you don't have to apologize when your music fucking slaps. Um, it it's, was. It's uh, champagne supernova is really good. Yeah, like really good. So here's the thing. So this is uh, you'll hear know of, of the two members of the band that are the most notable: uh, Liam Gallagher, lead vocals, mm-hmm. and uh, and tambourine. <laughs> That's right. And tambourine. <laughs> tambourine. Okay. Uh, Paul Arthur's guitar. Paul McGugan, bass guitar. Tony McCarroll, McCarroll drums. And upon returning to Lanchester, um, to Manchester, Manchester, Liam's older brother Noel Gallagher. Uh, lead vocals, um, lead guitar and vocals, joined as the mm. fifth member, which is how they started Oasis. Basically, it was the original people, but then Noel joined them, and that's what started Oasis. Um, they pretty much uh, Oasis signed to an independent record label, re- record record label, Creation Records in 1993. Um, and here's the thing: they just got it, got after it like immediately. Like it wasn't well, like yeah. one of those things where they kind of had to, like wait. So definitely, maybe. Um, it's not their smash hit album. That's the next one, but mm-hmm. it is still it had a lot of good songs on it. On uh, definitely maybe, um, which uh, let me see some of the songs that they featured on that um, were "Live Forever," um, which was a big one. Supersonic, um, whatever. Supersonic. 
Um, okay. So there's a few different songs from that that were pretty good. Live Forever is kind of the one that sticks in my mind the most out of that album. Okay. But the but the one that just fucking set the world on fire and still like all of these songs are so good um, was What's the Story of Morning Glory mm-hmm. in 1995. Um, and holy fuck, this album just fucking destroyed. Became one of the best selling selling albums of all time, selling over 22 million copies worldwide. Good lord. Um. So yeah. So they they did pretty well. Um. And if you're wondering like what songs were on that one, so this one in one album was Wonderwall. Yo. Don't look back in anger. Mm-hmm. Champagne Supernova. So good. And let's see. Some might say there's a few different songs that were a little bit less notable on that, but those three. Like, those are still such impactful songs, like, even today. Like, when I say the word Oasis, you typically think of one of those three songs that I just named. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the, so basically, similar to the Goo Goo Dolls, um, it wasn't entirely based on one album, but, like, one album is really what kind of made them fucking, like, superstars. Mm-hmm. Was What's the Story of Morning Glory. So like what they, a good what a good album name too. That's a really yeah. good album name. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny because it's got what's the story um, in parentheses, and then it's just Morning Glory. Um, I don't know why they did that, but uh, they did because they're cool so, artists. That's they're why cool artists. So yeah. You'll so anyways, they started just fucking slaying it. They're going like you know touring everywhere. You know, hundreds of thousands of people in every you know every tour that they went on. Like they'd sell out. Just enormous places. Um, I mentioned to Lisa beforehand that surprisingly, like, the United States just didn't really get on board with them. Like, as far as, like, playing their singles, um, like, anywhere. You know, so, because I, I, I grew up listening to Champagne Supernova. Except, I'm from, yeah. like, small town Texas. Except the songs from What's the Story of Morning Glory. Oh, Those three okay. made There's it on there. All the other singles, they had, like, like, you know, 25, 30, 40 singles, like, in their lifetime. And basically three Three songs made it onto the U.S. charts, which were the ones from Was the Story of Morning Glory, Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger, and Champagne Supernova. Um, mm-hmm. Nova. So, Supernova. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, like, as far as them, like, the, the crazy thing is they don't have, like, a whole lot of interesting history, except there was um, the song, the album that came out immediately following um, the 1985 smash hit um, album was of a... Uh, What's the story of Morning Glory? Uh, they spent um, the end of 96 and the first quarter of 1997 at Abbey Road Studios um, recording their third album. Um, and Noel Gallagher predominantly wrote the album. Um, he spent a holiday with Kate Moss, Johnny Depp, and Mick Jagger. Um, cool. <laughs> And basically, during that time, wrote the songs for it. And so here's a quote, just kind of a thing about what uh, what uh, Noel Gallagher said about the album. In the studio, it was great. And on the day it came out, it was great. It was only when I got on tour and was thinking, it doesn't fucking stand up. People are prepared to have stand-up rows with me in the street. I fucking love that album. And I'm like, mate, look, I wrote the fucking thing. I, I know how much effort I put into it, and it wasn't much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so he's just kind of like he's like listen apparently it was a pretty popular album but like it fucking sucked <laughs> he's just like I, which one that was the one after morning glory that was the one after that which um let's see what was this album called i'm looking for the name um let's see be here now 
Oh, um, yes, that, yep, yep, yeah. yep. So it came out, and it's just kind of like, I mean, apparently people liked it, but I think it's kind of one of those things where, like, everybody was at that point such a huge super fan of Oasis that, like, they were going to pretty much accept anything that came their way, but, like, none of the songs stood up, like, in the way that the other one did. Yeah. So they've continued playing, obviously. Um, they made more albums, but not 28 or whatever it was. Not 17,000 and four, like Goo Goo Dolls. Doll albums. Yeah. But they've continued doing it. I mean, I think they've, uh, let's see. So uh, after Liam contracted laryngitis, Oasis canceled a gig um, in 2009. Liam sued Noel, de- um, demanding an apology, stating, The truth is I had laryngitis, which Noel was made fully aware of at the morning, diagnosed by a doctor. Noel issued apology and lawsuit was dropped. So apparently after that, they uh, basically, Noel Gallagher quit the band. Um, just Damn. because of that whole disagreement. I guess Noel was pissed at him uh, based on them having to cancel this um, thing because I guess he didn't think Liam was actually sick. Um, and so after that, they just parted ways and and, and uh, broke up at that point. But, um, man, like, and I'm pretty sure Liam and Noel Gallagher have done other side projects as well. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a super great band. Um, let me see. As of 2009, Oasis have sold over 75 million records worldwide, making them one of the best-selling bands of all time um so so this has been a pretty short court case but it's just there's not a lot to say they were great not not nothing terribly funny about that just (laughs) a really solid band um that i will say again if you watch the music videos you might cringe a little bit because you're like this is just they're just trying to be the beatles like it's just well but yeah there's like 90s videos are already in a very special way kind of rough to watch but like british 90 music videos are like (laughs) yeah it's just a lot of a lot of like you know uh pink shaded sunglasses like um weird like moving colors in the background and stuff just just very like clearly they were shooting for like hey this is like a 60s 70s vibe in our videos yeah. but again they, you when you when you make album that good <laughs> you make music that good it doesn't really matter at that point so have you ever been in a band andy nope no never even tried out i don't have the ability to play instruments you didn't like okay a vocalist i uh, know a vocal i mean i do vocal singing but like no i never joined a band I'm not really, my singing isn't like band type singing. I mean, you could do like, you could try out for like a Zoot Suit Riot situation. Like oh. That was popular for a second. Who's your daddy? Yes, I am. Which we will also explain the fact that the Cherry Poppin' Daddies, as we've discussed in the past, is the most problematic name of a band. Super probs. Super probs. So, anyways. Well, I just wanted to know if you'd ever tried out for a band because I never did. Because no. I was in marching band, the coolest band of all. Okay. So that's the court case. Um, so what do you think, listener? Listener. Single. <laughs> single listener. What do you think, singular listener? Um, so yeah. So and I, I again, I know we have um, a lot of people that are like coming in, hopping in and listening for the first time. Always love this to hear feedback one. from you guys. Um, we're, of course, as always, we're going to have the polls on both Facebook and Twitter. And you know mm-hmm. what, Lisa, why don't you tell them how to, how to find us in those places? Yo, Facebook and Twitter at 90s Court, Instagram at 90s.court. Otherwise, it looks weird like I'm saying go to 90s Court. 
which yeah, which is not very cool. So that's why there's a dot. You can find us at Patreon at 90s Court as well. There you can support the show at different tier levels from one to so many dollars. And you get so many cool different options with different ones. And we have a Y2 Court episode brewing somewhere in our innards. And it's coming out soon, patrons. It's kind of gross. Just it's got, really it's up in our gross. innards right now. It's so much in our innards right now. Um, and it's going to come out of our outards at some point. That's not right. Oh, but no. listen. But, but yeah, it's cool. And you know what? I really enjoyed throwing the idea of letting our patrons um, throw out yeah. suggestions for the show because it's like it was super fun to hear what they wanted to hear. Right. Yeah. So. And you know what? I think it yeah. might be fun, too. And, you know, and very com- upcoming soon episode to throw out for like, hey, what are some suggestions for our things? Hey, oh, maybe that's like, what's a good a, one. What's a lesser known thing or maybe a goofy thing or maybe a weird video game, weird movie, weird toy, something like that. Yeah. So we might shoot something like that out to them too. But, um, but anyways, love you guys so much. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, Lisa, did you have any parting remarks before we depart? Tuesday. Tuesday. That's it. That's all I've got. See ya. Love you guys. Have a good week. Keep it radical. See you next time. Bye.